Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, I'm Kirsty. And I'm Kelsey. And it's time to hate watch with us. Welcome to our variety show for sarcastic people who are recording in the same room. You're being so apologies. So mousy. <laughs> Stop looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first time ever, like, getting to be on separate mics. So, Except for our very first recording. Oh, yeah, we did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that time we couldn't see each other, so it didn't know. <laughs> it's really weird to, like, look in your eyes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we're not mature enough to podcast in the same room. No, we never are. Um, so we're here to talk about a television show. That is what we do here. That's often. what we do occasionally. <laughs> um, and that television show is season three of The Crown, right? Mm-hmm. That's still the plan. It is the plan. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm tossing to you, boy. I watched this a while ago, <laughs> so this is going to be an adventure. But yeah. it came out in November. Sure. We both watched it. <laughs> now yes. here we are. I watched it very recently. I'm very proud of myself. Mm. I'm proud of you too. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I feel like you are likely to have more like oh, no. informed thoughts than me. I don't know that I do. I feel like you probably do. Well, we can start off with the interesting fact that no one knows about the crown which is that they recast it for this season oh yeah they did recast it this <laughs> we're season. here to break that news i think in general it was a good cast and i think in general they like did what they had to do to like in episode one like bridge from the previous cast mm-hmm. and then be able to move on from there mm-hmm. um and i like didn't think about it all that much while i was watching it i do like, I understand from the producer's and writer's standpoint, like, why they've made the choice to do that artistically, but I do still think it's, like, weird that, like, every two years we just have to accept a mm. new group of actors. I kind of like it, because I feel yeah. like it doesn't happen that often, and it's, like, you get more chances to see different people do but it also just, the like, same thing. It's like you have to, like, start all over again with your, like, relationships with these people. But sometimes you really need that, and, and I'm talking like- specifically about that douchey philip guy with the face who i hate tobias is my one true philip yeah tobias was like a major improvement over that douche yes douchey mcdouche face yes (laughs) douchey mcdouche face i don't even know what it is about him that i hated so much i don't even remember his name but it's like his whole face and i feel like he plays that character in like everything he's ever been in Hmm. you know yeah like that's just what he does um, I, Tobias is my one true Philip forever, mm-hmm. and it's going to be really sad to let him go. Well, we get one more season with I him. know, but then, like, it's going to be sad. He, the other thing I'm curious about with the recasting is, like, they're talking about it as if there's going to be at least another two-season cycle. Yeah, there is. Which is pretty bonkers to me. Yeah. Like, that's, like... The epitome of Netflix decision making for you right now <laughs> there is like we've already decided on an idea so we're just gonna it doesn't matter if people are watching it or not we're just gonna do the damn thing yeah 
But if this were like a normal television scenario, mm-hmm. and that was a concept that you were building into your structure, like, who's to say that you're going to make it past next season or the season after? Right. In well, order so to you even, Netflix, like, execute I guess. It. You have to, like, you sell it in as, like, every two years we switch it up. Yeah. Like, but, like, I also don't love that they just, like, woke up in season- at the beginning of season two when they greenlit it and were like, I guess... When we say one more season, we really just mean, like, seven seasons? Eight seasons? That sounds good. Why not? Why not? And also, my last gripe <laughs> on this, on Netflix's conceptual idea for how television shows are done. Sure. Is, like, there's there's something about The Crown where, like, it's fine when it's, when it was, like, older history. Mm-hmm. But the closer it gets to the current day, the less interested I'm in in a dramatization of it. Yeah, I wanted to ask, I had a note here, of like, at what point in history does it or will it feel gross? Yeah. Like, and will it feel like Harry and Meghan sad boy lion sex movies? Yes, like, it will feel exactly <laughs> like that. I think for me, like, Diana is, like, the cutoff, yeah. which we're already starting to get into Diana stuff. Yeah. But... I think that's probably just because, like, that's where my cultural knowledge starts. Yeah, yeah. And so it probably depends on who you ask, because, like, depending on what generation you are, you're going to have a different level of, like, Mm -hmm. remembrance of the royal family and that, like, news cycle. Mm -hmm. Like, my parents are watching it now. Yeah. And I'm curious when they get to season three, like, they'll know season three. I don't know if it's, like, the things that happen in season three are not that, like, groundbreaking on a global scale i don't think like i don't know how much of that is like something they would know about from like childhood right right um i'm curious to like talk to them and be like is it gross (laughs) is it not gross (laughs) like is it fine but it's also like the personal stuff of their lives aside there's also like like a aspect of historical portrayal like the period piece aspect Mm -hmm, where mm -hmm. like 2000 is starting to be a while ago so fine but, like, the last decade is not going to be fun to watch as, like, a period piece. It'll be, it- like, a documentary. Yeah. And it'll be weird. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I could see them ending it in the 90s and just saying, like, yeah. okay, we're done. That, I feel like, would be the best bet. Like, I feel like you shouldn't go beyond 2000. Mm. And then in, like, another 40 years, we can reevaluate. <laughs> When Netflix is like a monolith. (laughs) When Netflix has been bought by Disney and it's all being beamed into the feed. No, 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 no. We're not bringing up the D word. (laughs) No. Kelsey will never forgive what Disney did to us with Disney Plus. Among other things, Disney's trash. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Except for the parent trap. Oh, no. What are you going to do when your DVDs fall apart and your only option is to watch it on Disney Plus? I'll find another way. (laughs) there's no way uh the end of media is coming guys but anyway (laughs) yeah yeah did you have like favorite episodes or least i think like the standout episodes are like the ones that everybody has talked about which is like the moon landing episode and the one with um that mining town. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ab- Aberfan or something yes. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Aberfan. Um, and the Aberfan episode was like, I, that one really stuck with me because it was a beautiful episode and it was well written, well shot, and like 
incredible episode of television. But it pissed me off because the primary thesis of it was, is Queen Liz dead inside? (laughs) (laughs) That just resonate with you a little? (laughs) (laughs) It's not even that for once. It was more just like, we had to go through this like gut-wrenching storytelling that was like actually good storytelling and elicited actual emotion. Yeah. And then you get to the last like five minutes of the episode and they reveal to you like, we're actually just wondering... Right. If Elizabeth has enough feelings for a mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, the show isn't, like, the history of the UK. It's No, but then don't, like... They put me through a lot with that episode. And so if the central thesis is just, like, what's wrong with Queen Liz, then, mm-hmm. like, don't do that episode to me. I mean, it sounds... From what I heard, it sounds like it was a genuinely, like, important thing for her. Yeah. Because she, like, kept going back there year after year after year after that. So, like... I get it, and it sounded like they didn't have that much material to work with during this time period, so they were just taking what they could get. No. I suppose that is the problem with history, is like, yeah, it's not always interesting. No. No. I really liked the one um, with (laughs) Prince Charles going to Wales. Mm Mm-hmm. That was a lovely episode. That was a good one. That was an episode that made Charles seem like a good guy. And my understanding from, like, the world is that Charles sucks. Charles has, like, really uh, revamped his image, though, in the past couple of years. Well, he's He's an environmentalist now. Sure. So that's, like, a big... Definitely. <laughs> a big thing. Big billionaire philanthropist energy there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he's anticipating being king eventually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was listening to the Queen's Christmas speech, which I don't usually do, but here we are. And um, I know she was reading off of a teleprompter, but she Mm -hmm. doesn't even talk like an old person. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She doesn't have any like halting, stammering, like speech. Like she sounds very strong and sharp and confident. Yeah. And I was like, this woman is going to live forever. Forever. (laughs) Forever. She's. Like, you know that line in Parks and Rec where Chris Traeger is like, some scientists believe the first person to live to 150 is already alive? <laughs> Queen <laughs> Liz. I think it's Queen Liz. <laughs> what a bummer for, like, Prince Charles, who literally lived his entire life being like, one of these days, one of these days. I think what's going to happen is Queen Liz is going to die, and he's going to be coronated, and then he's going to have a stroke, like three months oh, yeah. later oh yeah and then william will become king and he'll be king for like ever a good 20 to 30 years that's it i don't i mean i think it'll be like because he's what like 40 now yeah but his kids are young like really young yeah, but that doesn't mean george is like six <laughs> like, no but he's like there's a big age gap there yeah if he becomes king at like 50 mm-hmm. he's got a while yeah. He would probably have 40 years in office. I also think realistically... Uh, is it called office? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know things, guys. I think realistically the monarchy is going to be gone before William can be coronated. I don't think so. I don't think he'll be king. That's so sad. <laughs> is it <laughs> You heard it here first, folks. Kelsey is a monarchist. I kind of am. <laughs> I've gotten in a lot of heated debates. Oh, no. I told you. I went to the 99 and we had, like, a fight Uh in public about the monarchy. 
I just think it's interesting from a spectator sport stance. <laughs> but, you, I mean, they're literally just the Kardashians, except with, like, more palaces. Correct, but I don't really like following, like, celebrity th- gossip things in general. Like, it doesn't interest me very much because it's, like, like I don't care if you think you're a good actor, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think that, like, you deserve necessarily to have power because of that. And not that pe- royal people <laughs> deserve to have power because of who they're born into, but it does add an interesting layer of, like, they don't really get a choice because they are born into it. They're not, like, trying to become famous. Like, See, I almost think that's worse somehow, because then it's just like, this this person was born generationally rich, and now the entire world Yeah, but I think it's interesting to see what they do with that. Like, some people are associating with child molesters some people are like working on important causes like there's a wide range (laughs) i do love that everyone like queen liz even though her pr department is so small and so poorly managed has been so effective at like quietly making everyone forget that prince andrew no no she's making a mess it's but like uh, okay, all of the headlines I have seen have only been about Andrew and have had nothing to do with the Queen, except that she hasn't responded. She went on, like, two public outings with him, like, in the weeks after all that stuff, and yeah. it was a mistake. But then, like, once he announced that he was, like, stepping away from public oh, yeah, since things, that, like, yeah. she, like, cut him off. Yeah. And then she's been completely disassociated, mm-hmm. um, which is hilarious, because by all accounts, he was, like, her favorite child. Right. Sucks to suck. Tough out there. Um, Which, like, if you want to get into it, the thing that's most bonkers about it is that she would have known all along. Like, the issue isn't that she went out with him, like, in the days following the most recent round of it. The issue is that, like, if Prince Andrew has been a child human trafficker his Mm -hmm. entire life and Queen Liz has been like, "Eh." Yeah. Well, you know, his people told her people and they were like, meh. <laughs> I mean, and like the British Empire has trafficked in like... Many things. Many, a great many things. And they're all just okay with it. So like there's a certain blind spot there yeah. that we can all expect from our good friend Queen Liz. Yeah. yeah. But anywho, anywho, none of that is covered in this season of The Crown <laughs> for what it's worth. <laughs> nope. Oh, I don't want to watch that episode. No. See, this is this is the thing. It's yeah. like this might be an interesting story to reflect back on, mm-hmm. especially via fiction, in like forty years when, yeah. like, presumably we won't be talking about hashtag Me Too right. in like forty years. Right. And so, like, it'll be this isolated moment in time that we can like look back on mm-hmm. and like apply a f- lens to. Yeah. But like. This happened in the last few years, mm-hmm. so, like, for them to fictionalize it, even, like, five years from now, is gonna be like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I read the news that day. Right. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. So I do, I do want to ask you, because I feel like I may just have, like, recency bias, but to me, it felt like when I watched this season, the, like, episode structure was tighter. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. The edit was a little better. 
Like, yes. I, I know we joked in the first two seasons that, like, time stands still when you watch the show. Yeah. And I feel like that I didn't have that experience this season, but I don't know if it was, like, just that I was more interested or if it was, like, actually a better, quicker No, edit. I do think it was actually better. Mm. Um, I think it was, it, like, felt more truly episodic. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. It like, was... you can point to which one each one was and i feel like in the first two seasons like there was the one with the africa trip and the elephants and, like, yes there's a few but there's a lot that kind of run together too yeah there's and there's a lot of dead space yeah. in all of them and every episode felt more purposeful yeah this season yeah i agree yeah i don't think that's just recency bias that's I, good but i think like the, because most of the like production team has stayed the same they've had some time mm-hmm to figure out what they're doing with it. Yeah. Even though the cast is different. Yeah. No, that's fair. We haven't talked about Princess Anne yet. Oh my god, she's my favorite thing that's happened on television in a while. An absolute delight. She might be making an appearance in the award show in a couple weeks. Ooh. Like, no promises, but yeah. she was like a standout winner from this year of television, for sure. She was so good. Yeah. She was fun. <laughs> I didn't know anything about her, and I think that also was i appreciate that like as it turns out in real life her entire personality is just like being bored and rich and riding horses yep and like that's true even now yep um and that's just been her entire life (laughs) what a way to live i know right (laughs) i can't say i'm not a little jealous i know it seems like the dream Mm -hmm. like and she knows she has no power like yeah she has social power, but she doesn't have, like, actual power, and yeah. she's just like, then I don't matter. I loved fun. all of the scenes where, in the Wales episode, where she's, like, giving Charles lip about, mm-hmm. like, how tough it must be for him yeah. to be groomed to be king. Yeah. <laughs> she gives no fucks. Yeah. It's a delight. Not a single one. Mm-hmm. And her outfits were ballin'. Mm-hmm. I did um, see an article, it was clickbait. Um, which, like, really fucked up the algorithm in my ads for a while. But it was, like, Queen Anne's life in fashion or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, she really was that fashionable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed, like, all of Twitter for, like, the week after it came out where they were like, wait, she was a badass. Yeah, <laughs> she, she is, was. Is, I guess. There was one scene where, like, she's, like, listening to the Beatles or some shit. And I was like, what must it have been like to be, like... A teenager in the 60s and just want to, like, listen to rock and roll and smoke weed, but you live in Buckingham Palace. Right. She's making it work. Yeah. She really is. I like that her and Charles have, like, their own apartment in the palace. Yeah. And they can, like, just do their own thing. But they also don't have their, like, dedicated apartments. They have to yeah. share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, like, big sibling energy for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, genuinely liked Charles, but I don't know if it's because I like that actor. That actor was, like, really doing some heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah. It was also satisfying in the Whales episode to, like, watch a, like, little rich kid get, like, punched around by yeah his, like, teacher man. Mm-hmm. And they have a very sweet relationship by the end. But... Yeah. Well, I also liked that he was... Trying to like pull one over on his family too. Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "They don't know Welsh. They don't know Welsh." <laughs> I'm gonna say what I want. It's so funny. <laughs> Although, like Queen Liz brought it back home. Yeah. In her like rage speech at the end, where she's like, "We've all had to sacrifice who we are." Yeah. 
you little punk. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What about Margaret? Margaret's whole arc is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that she was such a hot mess of a human being. I did know but. that. But it was really fun to watch. Yeah, it is very fun to watch. And I did not understand why they cast um, Helena Bonham Carter at first. Like, it seemed like a weird pick. Mm-hmm. But then actually watching her play Margaret made total sense it for that so stage good. in her life. Yeah. I feel like I missed Matthew Good the most of all the recasts. <laughs> like, her new husband had nothing on him. Yeah. Like, Give me a wine, Matthew. Come on now. I didn't even notice her husband. Like, it, gun to my head, I couldn't picture his face. He was so bland. Yeah. Like... And they really didn't use him at all. No. Like, he was just there enough so that you knew that they had romantic issues. Yeah. That was, like, my biggest regret. But- yeah. I liked her, and I liked that they went to Mystique, because I've had so many questions about what that's like, because you can't, like, take pictures there right, or anything. Right, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, they get to go. They get to go. <laughs> that's super funny. Yeah. Um, the one, like, historical thing that I didn't know was, and I still don't know this, I'm just guessing, but did Charles know Camilla before he met Diane? Yeah. Oh, I did not. Yeah. Or Diana. That was, like, a whole thing, so that's why when they, like, actually got married, it was like, well, they knew each other before. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. It's not a, like, second romance that it is, but it's, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was a little more, like, allowed, I think, because it had been sure. public knowledge. I have a lot of questions then, but I suppose this will be answered over the course of time in fiction. Next season, probably. Next season, indeed. I'm, like, looking forward to the 80s. Yeah. I think it'll be fascinating. I guess. I I think if I wasn't feeling so much trepidation about starting to get into recent history, I would be more excited. I'm, like, a little nervous. Like, I do wish in some ways... Like, the source material is rich because it is about real people. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some ways, I do wish it was, like, a fictionalized... Or it is a fictionalized account, but, like, a fully <laughs> fiction. Yeah. Because... Like an alternate universe? Yeah. Um... Just because it's, like, starting to get too recent for my taste. Yeah. I know. It's like, I want to see the Diana story, but I also don't. Right. I don't know if it's just because of, like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want them to watch it and have to, like, live with that. And I'm like, it's <laughs> they're fine. Again. They're funny. Yeah. They have worse things to deal with. <laughs> I mean, I, I liked this season. There were a lot of people who said that they they still didn't like the amount of Philip, but I feel like they cut him back a good amount. I think they like... And I was really happy with him, but I think, I don't know if that was like our Tobias admiration <laughs> and clouding everything. So I think they like did what they needed to do with Philip. And the other reality is that like... Philip and his toxic masculinity and his, like, petulance are all things that have shaped the way that Queen Liz has conducted herself in public. Mm-hmm. And so you can't just cut him out of the narrative. Like, right. Queen Elizabeth's reign is very much impacted by Philip. And so, like, yes, he is a big, fat baby mm-hmm. and it's obnoxious as hell, but, like, that is what the British public has been dealing with mm-hmm. this whole damn time. Right. 
Like, that is part of the story of this uh, yeah. monarchy. I don't, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. these people. Yeah. Um, so I am okay with him continuing to, like, have a place in the story. I feel like the way that they used him this season was more interesting, at least. Mm-hmm. Like, the stories they gave him were not just like, I'm gonna go drink somewhere and, like, yes. sleep around, and I'm gonna go on a boat and pout. Mm-hmm. Like, they gave him a little bit more to do. They gave him a good old midlife crisis. Like, there also was, like, more nuance to their relationship. So, like, mm-hmm. he he was whiny and petulant and, like, had his drama. But, like, he also was sometimes very supportive. And, like, she was able to come to him mm-hmm. and, like, you know, verbally process things. And, like, they even had sex the one time. <laughs> it was a little horny. It was so... <laughs> It was, like, the funniest, most vanilla, horny shit. Like, (laughs) the way Tobias played that was so beautiful because Mm -hmm. they, like, he, like, tries to initiate it a little bit. And she's like, ooh. (laughs) And then he just, like, walks away and gets this little schoolboy grin on his face. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'ma get some. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't gotten laid in, like, 15 years. Nope. Here we go. Oh, boy. <laughs> God. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I do always, like, find it funny in a, like, it's funny to watch, but probably not funny to, <laughs> to live way, um, that none of them, like, participate in parenting (laughs) and they just like get their children like shuffled in and out when they want them and they're like come watch the moon landing okay get out of here i think that's why there have been so many news stories about what engaged parents um kate middleton in particular and then megan and harry are yeah because i think it is like well documented that liz and philip just like right handed them off to nannies and saw them mm-hmm. when they needed to. Yeah. Well, even, like, Margaret, like, I kept forgetting she had kids and they would, like, randomly bring them back I didn't know she had children up. until it got referenced yeah. a couple times this season. Mm-hmm. It's like, whoops. I just didn't even know. No. They skipped that yeah. timeline. Yeah. Which is fine. Yeah. I think that's, like, real. hmm <laughs> Oh, yeah, 100%. But, yeah, I think that's why that was, like, such a big deal. Yeah. Do you suppose they'll send, um... George and the others to boarding school? Probably. Not, like, at a really young age, but yeah. I think, like, whatever that, like, pre-high or, like, high school-ish age. Right. I right. think. I wouldn't be shocked by that. Because Will went. Right. But it's just, like, such a different time now. Hmm. You know, like, things have changed. Since, yeah, even, like... I think it depends on their 90s. stance on, like, public schooling. <laughs> like, at that point, like, there may be a political agenda. You never know. No, I mean, they're definitely never going to send them to, like, public school, but there are definitely some things in yeah. between, like, right. the I've... royal boarding school and public school. Well, I feel like it's more common. Or it's like sending kids to prep school. Like, yeah, someone in their societal standing would go to prep school. Like, yes, it's not shocking to me. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Got to get them out of that house somehow. Maybe so. that's, like, the easier way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder, like, has anyone checked in with Queen Liz recently to see what she thinks about the show? Because she liked it in season one, but it's, like, mm. gotten even deeper, you know? I know. I am curious. Or, I'm like, I wonder what, like, if Princess Anne, like, <laughs> is really stoked about this 
coverage. <laughs> if I had been portrayed that way, I would be stoked. Right? It was a very positive portrayal. It was, it was funny to me, and I think it was a it was definitely like one of Catherine's articles uh-huh. about how they have like a royal advisor who's yeah like paid for by the royal family yeah <laughs> but who like just hangs out and is like yeah we wouldn't do this this way we would do it this way yeah and, like that's an interesting tie that like they still feel like it's doing some sort of pr for them one way yes. or another like they need to have a voice yeah which is interesting i mean it's probably it's like controlling the narrative right like if netflix is gonna make the show either way mm-hmm. then they might as well make an accurate show yeah from the standpoint of the palace right. like right do the thing he i think i said this in the other times we've covered this show but you know the thing i just can't get over what? is that they always refer to the family as the firm <laughs> i'll never get used to it <laughs> i kind of like it i hate it i don't know what to do with it I was they do that on Succession, too, though. They <laughs> they always talk about the firm. It's more like the actual business, but I'm yeah. just like, yeah, that's just what, how people talk. Like, I'm gonna <laughs> go home to my firm. To my firm. Like, can you imagine having so many assets that just, like, the entire family is the firm? It's kind of fun. And, like, they literally own, like, assets of the world. So, yeah. like, I get it, but it's just, like, yeah. so surreal mm-hmm. it's like surreal and slightly like dystopian i mean that's why it's fun to watch right <laughs> i suppose <laughs> yeah. yeah i loved it when queen liz like decided to take a vacation and it turned into like several months of vacation and she was like yeah i'll be back when i'm back <laughs> that was my favorite and then philip is like hey remember we said you're gonna be gone for like a week and yep. then you've been gone for like three months what happened there and she's just like the horses philip <laughs> <laughs> she just like unapologetically likes horses so much better than her children it's That's like hilarious. they didn't even have email back then like think no. of all the correspondence she missed right and she's like, Margaret, you got this. It's like, fine. Bye. Whatever. It's fantasizing about the horse girl she could never be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Any other thoughts? No. I'm surprised I'm still enjoying it. After season two, I really expected to be, like, donezo. Like, I didn't even know until I went to start season three that I had for sure finished Mm. season two. Like, I thought I still had, like, two more episodes to go. And then I went and looked and had indeed Mm. watched them, like, remembered the episode descriptions and everything. Yeah. But, like, that's how little of an impression that season two left on me. Well, that's why I think, like, the new cast and the, like, better episode structure helps. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, like, re-sparked your interest like i don't honestly know that i would have enjoyed having another season with philip what's his face and <laughs> even like claire foy was starting to be like she's really good but yes. she's starting to like just grate on me a little bit and i feel like anyone who's in this role for too long may do that like yeah that's, that's the, true <laughs> the hazard of playing queen Liz, but like yeah that's true like changes up the rhythm just enough that you can sort of like reset yeah yeah and, like shake it up mm-hmm. yeah fair enough yeah well if you also enjoyed the crown you should tell us about it and tell us who you liked the most as a recast in your five-star only review on itunes 
or Apple Podcasts, whatever we're calling it. <laughs> um, or you can tweet us at Hate Watch With Us or visit our website, hatewatchwithus.com, or send us an email, hatewatchwithus at gmail.com. Yes. And if you don't want to talk about the crown, where should they go? <laughs> um, you can go find our friends over at the Thought Bubble Audio Network. Um, they have other shows, which include things like Beer with Geeks and Supergirl TV Talk and Batwoman TV Talk TV. 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 That was my. That was Moira Rose does Thought Bubble Audio. <laughs> Sign me up for that bonus content. <laughs> anyway, there are some other shows, and um, you can find them over at Bubble FM on Twitter. This is why I can't look at you. Bubble <laughs> FM on Twitter, or ThoughtBubbleAudio.com, or ThoughtBubbleAudio at gmail.com if you would like to tell them um, other things. Write them an essay about how much you liked The Crown. Um, and they also have a Patreon, so you can find them over there. Mm-hmm. Thought Bubble Audio. Yeah. That's them. And stay tuned for upcoming tentpole events. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> January's a big month. Yep. We'll have the 2019 really fucking good television awards. For... Show for nice people only. Yep. <laughs> there we go. The world's worst acronym. <laughs> but it's so good. <laughs> and we will also have Pilot Palooza. Yeah, so this is your last chance. If you have any any shows that we need to put in the hat, um, we're going to be pulling them so soon. Um, so <laughs> find us on Twitter. You yeah. heard all that. Yeah. This is your last shot. Yep. Okay. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Look at this bullshit. <laughs> I feel like I'm in a steel cage. <laughs> Made of pop filters. <laughs>